everybody. You're watching The Wrestler Review. I'm Good Guy, John Hastings. And today is my co-host, noted super spreader of COVID, Dylan Gott. <laughs> super spreader. Of Just kidding. COVID's a myth. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not real. I just wanted everyone to go inside so I could jack off in public hey, places. Uh, think about this. What if uh, if COVID was a comedian? They'd probably be really happy he went viral, you know? Has anyone made that joke? Did you know it, it's, uh, it also sounds like a beer? It sounds like a beer. I'm Dylan Gott. That's John Hastings. You know why we're going to do a lot of padding this week? Because we are doing a wrestler who... Not that guy, but sort of actually a much better guy. It's the renegade, and he was someone that he should have given speeches. Dylan, here's a pop quiz for you. Between okay. uh, the Ultimate Warrior and the Renegade, which one do you think said queering more often? I'm going to say that the Ultimate Warrior did, but it's close because the Gade was a male stripper for a while, and uh, he's just doing what he can to make a living. You know what I mean? I'm going to say this. Do you know how I guarantee when Ultimate Warrior found out the guy that was essentially impersonating his gimmick in WCW had been a uh, a male stripper? I guarantee Jim Helwig walked into like just burned down his house yeah because it's pretty pretty recent did you see the dark side of the ring on the ultimate warrior oh did, yeah. like let me tell you this they really tried they did a very underreporting of the homophobia stuff vast underreporting of his later career like they but like it's very funny because it was like he was con he was like he was a donald trump conservative in the 90s well this is the fun thing about him and the fact that it's kind of revealed that like He's like, oh, my wife did this. And his wife is like working with the WWE on that cancer foundation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's oh, like, yeah, my, wa oh, my wife, my second wife introduced me to being a super conservative. My first wife literally just wanted to love me. And I said, no, because yeah. they're out there and I hate them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife said, I, uh, I love you to me, which we all know is a trick women use to recruit homosexuals. I'm not a fucking simp. Okay. I'm not simping for you. Hey, wife, do I look like a fudge packer? Because only fudge packers talk to women. <laughs> I can just hear when No Context Wrestler Review is going to clip something. Oh, my God, yes. And that, like this, <laughs> yeah, like that one. But I, I'm going to say this. right: Ultimate Warrior, possibly the biggest homophobe in the history of modern wrestling. Really? 70s forward. I'll give it to the Ultimate Warrior. Not the biggest racist. 70s forward. <laughs> yeah. Pre-1970s, um, like Ultimate Warrior would have been a snowflake. What are you doing wearing colored trunks? Well, it is funny that, like, I guess that even in wrestling circles, like, all these wrestlers are guilty of homophobia in the way that they go. It's just a joke, man. But the Ultimate Warrior is like, no, it's a statement and one I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ultimate, Warrior, the Ultimate Warrior is also that thing of, like, the way he was saying it, everyone would have been like, man, the Ultimate Warrior is pranking everyone. And then he has a giant banner that is like, this is not a prank. I genuinely believe it. And there's a contract everyone has to sign, which is like, I acknowledge this man is being serious. Yeah, I mean, here's my impression of the Ultimate Warrior. If he would have stayed alive for Donald Trump, the power of the warriors who are all straight. Yeah. No, oh, if I didn't even realize that Ultimate Warrior was dead two years before a Donald Trump presidency. I'll tell you who's the vice president. If Donald Trump, it, it's the Ultimate War. If do you understand? <laughs> if January 6th would have had a fucking end, like. Do, this is what J the January 6th stormed the Capitol. Everything would be the same, except for once they broke through those first doors, 
a man named Jim with a boom box. They all part and the warrior just comes running, but he's exhausted, so people have to carry him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's just walking very slow. Oh, that was my favorite part about it, where it's like, I don't know if you ever saw this, but uh, once again, very niche stand-up comedy reference. Let's go. There used to be people who really wanted to be Dane Cook when they started comedy, but the best ones were guys who wanted to be Dane Cook but were too fat. So they would try and have Dane Cook's energy, and then halfway through, they're like, you know when girls... <laughs> and they'd just be sucking back wind so hard. Dylan Gott, ladies and gentlemen. Dylan Gott really wanted to be Dane Cook. You really want to be Dim- Dane Cook and Jim Davidson. I'm Gaines Cook right now, you know? Yeah. So Combination of Chris Gaines and Dane Cook. <laughs> Chris Gaines Cook. I like that. Oh, my God. Dylan, can that be your new character? Chris Gaines Cook? You hey, just Garth say Brooks, the lyrics. The only problem with that album was that his hairstyle was too early. Justin Bieber took Chris Gaines and made a whole fucking career out of him, didn't he? Also, and I've said this before on the on the cast. And I'm going to say it again. If you haven't watched the Garth Brooks documentary that's on Netflix, you haven't lived. By the way, this is how this is how he covers the Chris Gaines situation. They go, Chris Gaines, you want to talk about Chris Gaines? How about you ask my wife about Chris Gaines? And then it cuts to Trisha Yearwood. It cuts to Trisha Yearwood, his wife, looking as my friend Rivers described, horny as fuck, just going, "I really like that Chris Gaines album. It's really good." And you're like, "Oh shit, Garth Brooks, did you just invent? A, is that your sex character? Wait a minute, Garth Brooks, Ultimate Warrior." renegade chris gaines garth brooks enough of an artist he is both the renegade and the ultimate warrior here's my philosophy (laughs) all 90s pop culture figures are have the original version and then the renegade version only garth brooks is man enough to be both that is put that on the fucking tombstone you've had many epitaphs but that's one of the best ones that's right we're all a warrior and a renegade at times make sure you die a warrior we should talk about this richard wilson October 16th, 1965. We're going to have to stretch even that. What hap- What else happened on that day? Mm, the Ultimate Warrior was three, and he um, he burned all of his stuffed animals in the backyard because they were, quote-unquote, making him weak. <laughs> Wrong. Moon landing, I guess. Um, no, moon landing was, in, was much later in the 60s. Yeah, but they thought about it. I'm going to punch you in your goddamn face. <laughs> but they thought, what if there was a moon landing? And that's when the Gade was born. Oh, sidebar, by the way, that no one will understand. But Dylan, that photo that you told me about on the phone earlier this week, I saw it lived up to every expectation. Mm, very good. It's really good. Uh, <laughs> he uh, was best friends with an independent wrestler named Mike. So it's not looking good for uh, old Rich Wilson that's what, already. That's what you know when Chris Hobson is reaching, where it's like he's in and friends with an independent wrestler. Yeah, like, he's well, friends with an independent well, wrestler. Well, oh, by the way, friends with independent wrestlers. Yeah, and we are not any. We are male strippers, but we've kept it strictly amateur. He moved to Boston. He strippers. was a male stripper in Boston. Do you understand how weird <laughs> it is to be totally naked and still in snow boots? Yeah, exactly. Or just like around guys who are homophobic, like. I'm fucking gay, but I'm not fucking gay. You know what I mean? Nah, Bro, please. let me tell you this about Mikey. Oh, sure. He's been married to Lance for over 40 years, but he's still a good Catholic and he's got a wife and kids. He doesn't know <laughs> where they are. He doesn't know who two of the kids are named. It would also was like he probably had to be his own bouncer at these. But all right. So he, re- he received a minimal amount of training by Jerry Oates. <laughs> Jerry 
Daryl yep. Oates's brother, Jerry. Yeah, he Oates. met Jerry. Yeah, the disappointment of the Oates family and the inspiration for the song Man Eater, Jerry Oates. Yes, Jerry uh-huh. Oates. Uh, um, trained him a little bit. He then met Richard Byrne at a nightclub. Byrne was a karate instructor who also trained wrestlers and did That's some independent promotions. 90s thing I've ever heard is a male stripper being trained to be a wrestler by a karate instructor. Oh my God. Yeah, yeah. The entire time there were just various members of the Backstreet Boys just walking in going, hey, do you guys want some Snapple? <laughs> yeah, and then just a, like, uh, oh, these aren't Zubaz pants. This is my skin now. Zubaz will never go yeah. in style. So uh, we ha- we can We'll have to stop training at 930 because that's when Caroline in the city comes on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're big CIC fans in this goddamn Yeah, yeah, place, yeah. Right? All right. All let's right, all just C-I-T-C. remember. Let's remember the Kosovo War and the fact that there is something called Operation Desert Storm. Let's get after it. You know, I'm feeling suddenly, Susan, let's send down to watch some TV. Oh, my that's God. Brilliant. Yes. Brooke Shear. And also Rick Ross, who worked for Men in Motion, which I believe was the uh, was the renegade version of the Chippendales dancers sidebar for a sidebar. If you're looking for a fun podcast, the podcast on Spotify put out by Gimlet that is about the entire story of the Chippendales uh, rise and fall. Fucking amazing. There's a fall. Oh, there's a, there's like, like a murder and a suicide involved in Chippendales. Oh, gross. It's so good. A Benoit of Chip. Who is the Chris Benoit of Chippendales? The guy that started it. <laughs> oh, wow. He just, so he used his finishing. Uh, dance move on his partner and then that's terrifying it's fucking great uh he was often mistaken for the ultimate warrior before they entered the business this just goes to show how popular wrestling is in georgia no one else has ever been mistaken for being a wrestler outside of the three years of 97 to the 2000 when bald men were mistaken for steve austin yeah steve austin really created a look that only is passed on to racists Oh, yeah. He created a look that's really been passed on to dudes that will just smoke in your car without asking. <laughs> Sorry, I just didn't think you were a fucking pussy. I assumed. That yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, there's a window that you could open if you want to ruin my good time. It's fun when you smoke in people's cars. It's like, yeah, yeah, just open the window. It's like, no, I'm keeping these closed. Oh, God. I used to love smoking in cars and driving. So fun. Smoking is really good. Uh, guys, so you know good. what? A wrestler review officially, our first product we'll advertise here. Smoking. And then, of course, Mountain Dew. Lower that sperm count and try not to get a boner. Yeah. Smoke to make your dick. Because here's the thing we all know about. The, uh, unless you're talking about the cult of Cornette, when it comes to pro wrestling based podcasts, our fans have the hardest penises, followed <laughs> next by. All of the people Jim Cornette knows, as he claimed on his podcast in one of the greatest moments of that man's podcast ever, where he was very upset. Other wrestling podcasts were advertising for Blue Chew, so he just claimed all of his listeners have hard dicks. Yeah, we don't fucking have fucking losers. And it's like, statistically speaking, it's just like old weirdos who listen to Cornette, probably. So I'd say there's I mean, you- one per one hard on per 10. You got to all listen to Jim Cornette reviews double or nothing because he doesn't watch two of the matches and he's just like, I knew I wasn't going to like them. That's good. But I mean, Jim Cornette hates absolutely everything that's not like, and I listen you to were like, hey, this is a new company. And uh, then it's just like, do you ever, have you ever seen those wrestling companies that are like exactly 70s wrestling and they're just for kids? Yeah. Yeah. They're all Jim Cornette will watch that and be like, this is great. And it's just like yeah. a mechanic who's trying to <laughs> get some exercise. Like, yeah, it's insane. Work a it's all hammerlock for 30 minutes, you stupid fuck. Yeah, you're supposed to be able to sleep for a full day while the match is happening. <laughs> See what they're doing there in that headlock? They are sleeping. That is good energy management. 
So while Rich Wilson is going to do, uh, is pretending to be Tarzan and working in New England and going once That's to Japan. Really See, I want to take, I want to cut you off and say this. The thing was like, you look like too much like the Ultimate Warrior. What's your character? Are we thinking something new? No, Tarzan. Yeah, you, you, it's got to be something very far away from what the Ultimate Warrior did. Ultimate Warrior clearly was a desert guy. You'll be from the jungle. Yeah. Parts unknown. Here's the thing about your character. We're going to have where you're from in the fucking title. His name was Rio, Lord of the Jungle. Is oh, it's Rio wonderful. an Italian name? No, I would no. say it's Portuguese, Rio de Janeiro. I like that. Here's what I like. I like the fact that you're a Portuguese guy in the jungle, just pissed off yeah. everywhere that there's no drywall. Yeah, you better quickly put on some weirdly blue sweatpants and just put some eggs on toast and give me a pastry. The fuck am I supposed to do here? There's no one walking by. I can't even look at anybody. Are you going to unnecessarily shout at people? Because let me tell you, little Portugal, they love to walk out of those. Hey, come on! Don't park there! Don't park it! Don't park it! Hey, man, that's why they don't even have a neighborhood watch. Everyone's neighborhood watch. I will never forget that I was eating breakfast with one Evan Demeray, and a guy came out Ooh. to yell at someone else because mm-hmm. he was like, don't park there. Don't park there. And the guy was like, why? And he's like, I like that spot. Don't park there. And I was like... And then Evan started crying. Oh, it's so fucking I good. Let him park. <laughs> I just want to. I, I just want to watch you park. And then Evan and I made I just want to watch. I just want to watch Dragon Ball Z. Nice. Is anyone there into anime? I don't get it, but I'm gonna have to start probably. Richard Wilson is. Uh, so it's 1995. <laughs> Richard Wilson. Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan has just been brought into WCW, and you know mm-hmm. what that means? It is time to right some wrongs. Get me, Ultimate Warrior. It's time for him to lose. It is very, very interesting about how easy it was, just to take one step back, how easy it was to get booked in Japan, where this guy was working New England Indies, and they were like, no, yeah, we can get you a tour of Japan. Someone paid this man, like, we gotta get Rio Lord of the Jungle to Japan. This guy's gonna fucking kill it. And then I guess... Hogan hears about this because Hogan was doing way more stuff in Japan at the time. Well, this yeah, is a great point. It's well, what it is is that he wanted the Ultimate Warrior. So Hogan is in WCW. He's making so much money. He mm. wants the Ultimate Warrior to come in. <laughs> the, the Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior Warriors, wants more money than he makes and less dates. We should say two point five million. No, I don't think that that's more money than Hulk Hogan made. Hulk Hogan made crazy money. Well, Hulk Hogan had the craziest deal too because it was like we have the nine part series or whatever on Hogan, but like he also like got a cut of the gross of everything like not net gross of the pay-per-views he got a gross of every pay-per-view whether or not he was on it is that correct merchandise too yeah there's something like something crazy his first contract was basically like because i'm coming i'm gonna raise high tide raises all boats i'm the tide yeah you pay for that and eric bischoff was like yep good idea and it was a really good idea (laughs) <laughs> um, it was it was it was the absolute reason anyone was watching any of this shit uh and i mean shit because then when they couldn't get the ultimate work because they wanted 2.5 million dollars for one match i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. um um uh they went what the fuck and so there he then hogan just had them go get a guy that looked like him and when you watch the promo that introduces the renegade it's so fucking amazing because he goes it's not even the ultimate warrior it's something like like he basically is like 
I know you're it's not the ultimate warrior. It's the ultimate swerve, which is like, yeah. don't say ultimate, man. See, inter- basically, he's like, you're getting something red and fast for your birthday. And then you're like, oh, my God, it's a car, a horse. I fucking painted red. And they do that yeah. on pay-per-view. And then this guy comes out and God bless him. Three years in wrestling, unless you're like a phenom, you're not going to have the most stage presence in the world. So he just comes out and he's like, yeah, I'm um, Lorena, I'm here. Um, please don't hurt my feelings. Yeah, the renegade really felt like it was just like, how do I say this? Well, they give him every advantage. Like, let's let's just say this. First starts off, Hulk gets the Hulk Hogan rub. Second thing is his manager is Jimmy Hart. He's he's brought in as the guy who's going to introduce Hulk, bring Hulkamania into the 21st into the twenty first century. century. Well, wow, which means, by the way, that he had he had already agreed to let Hogan fuck his wife. Hey, <laughs> hey we will never forget that story and bringing it up at Hogan's funeral. Um. Yeah, well, and also, like, he probably was like, let me tell you something, dude. You're in the circle of trust. Here are the ones I like and the ones I don't. All right, dude. Let me tell you what, dude. I want you, dude, to know that I'm going to fuck your wife, dude. (laughs) Here's something important if you're going to work with the Hulkster. Let me try some of your cum. Not out of the dick. Yeah, I like it. You know what, dude? I like it when the cum's baked, dude, and the woman's pussy, dude. (laughs) Maybe you didn't understand, dude. When I said milk, I was talking about the dried spunk of my friend drained out of a woman's vagina, dude. So we should talk specifically. Vince felt, dude, that that was a bit too far, dude, for the children. (laughs) But I always said, dude, kids need to know, dude, that cum, the pussy is like a Ziploc bag filled with cum, dude. And if you're strong like Hulk Hogan, you could pierce the bag and drink their power, dude. (laughs) That was the fourth demandment, brother. Let me tell you this, dude. When you follow the fourth demandment, dude, you get all the dreams of your friend's future and past children, dude. (laughs) It's like Rogue. You just absorb who they are, dude. Yeah. I have Macho Man's dude soul, dude. I, <laughs> I paid a corner in Atlanta to scrape the side. Dude, oh, this is too much. Too no, far. it's good. So, dude, I have Miss Elizabeth's vagina in a jar, dude. Jesus Christ. So here's how he gets into the Renegade. How he gets into WCW is that his um his independent promoter and an independent promoter. Sorry, he worked with was the Ultimate Warrior chauffeur. Yeah, and what is that guy's name? What is that guy's name? What is that guy's name? Wendell Weatherby. Yeah, a guy named Mr. Weatherby from the Archie comics is who I envision him as. Uh, Basically, you could say who's who's responsible for this suicide. Mm. Oh, that that'll be Wendell. I mean, that a Wendell a Wendell does strike you as a man who would be responsible for one. Yeah, it's so fucking up. Yeah. What the I don't hell, your father? But you've still disappointed me. Weatherby Wendell, 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 drive me. Do you think that Wendell Weatherby just had that song on a tape, and it just every yes. time Ultimate Warrior got in the car, pressed it in with two fingers? I would believe that Baltimore Warrior only listened to Rush Limbaugh, but with his theme song softly playing underneath Rush Limbaugh. That's so funny. Well, you know, just to let everyone know out there, I've whenever I'm in a debate, I have my brain tied behind my back because I'm a fucking loser. 
<laughs> I have no morals. I just want money. I am a lizard man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My dad beat me just enough that I don't care about what other people think, but I do care about that they know how much money I have. <laughs> also, when you read about how much Oxycontin I was trafficking in Florida, you're really shocked that I'm not spending the rest of my life in jail. I'm so shocked. Like, I don't know. Did you read up on any reason that, like, Hulk Hogan did this? Because Wendell Weatherby, children's character Wendell Weatherby, yeah. learns about this. Guy um, that a black guy implied Jughead fucked in the movie Chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. Wendell Weatherby, he learns about this and then goes, well, why? you can't get the Ultimate Warrior. The Ultimate Warrior wanted $2.5 million. I was trying to look up highest paid athletes, but 2.5 million in 1995 is like a top flight football player, American football player. So you're getting these guys, he's getting, he wants like a lot of money. WCW says no. And then this random man goes, well, why don't you get a guy who just looks like him? And then Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan look at each other and they go, yes. Like, isn't that insane? That that was a backup plan instead of like let's I'm try a new character. It was like no, this we'll just because they wanted to call him Ultimate Renegade, but then WWF did a copyright and Jerry McDivitt showed up to the Renegade's house and said four years and yeah. then Renegade went what and he went I'm into the to the dirt now and then he literally hid in the dirt. So the Ultimate Warrior in. An- 1995 one of the equivalent of today of 4.4 million dollars for one match with hulk hogan pretty much yeah because he didn't want to work he just wanted that's sick that's so good but when you don't want something when you don't want every time you picture jerry mc yeah every time you picture jerry mcdivitt he's wearing a bolo tie right that's what i always pick whenever you say jerry mcdivitt i'm always picturing the man in a bolo tie (sighs) and so we meet again (laughs) I picture a guy who watches Mississippi Burning and goes, see, I would have won that case. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he's uh, he's the kind of guy that he roots for the judge in the movie A Time to Kill. <laughs> he's been retroactively trying to get Jack Nicholson off and a few good men for in his downtime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, Tom yeah. Cruise didn't win that case. Object him. Objection. Objection. No, torture's fine if they are. Hear me out here. Not the same as you. Do you want me to describe that? Please don't. Too bad. I have a book. Why didn't he just say that they needed to protect the business? Yeah. (laughs) Private Santiago, a screwed private Santiago. (laughs) So Eric Bischoff also officially has denied any negotiations with the warrior took place. This is a weird thing Eric Bischoff does. Is he just for no, like, like no one would lie about that, Eric. That's the Eric Bischoff always denies things where it's like, no one would lie about that. That's not a thing people lie about. I will say this about Eric Bischoff. He is quoted as saying that wrestling fans are a lot like people who just show up to magic shows that even if they know something happened, it always helps to be like, no, that was real or no, that didn't happen. So he does that all the time just to create people talking. I know it's really annoying because that's the one thing I'll give about the early days of Bruce Pritchard's podcast Mm -hmm. is at least Bruce Pritchard was being as honest as he felt like like, he felt he was being very honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And now he's just run out of things to talk about where it's like, "Um, I don't care who knows. I'm going to shoot on the guy that ran the concession stand that one night in Texas. Yeah. Hot dogs were fucking stale, buddy. We got a t-shirt on sale. Stale hot dog time. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you this right now. 
about working with Ric Flair in the 2000s. Mm-hmm. I was not there to do that. What do you have to say about that, Conrad? <laughs> but I will still talk about it for nine hours. I mean, yeah. I mean, look at what we're doing, though. Anyway, Eric Bischoff, of course, blames the angle on Hulk Hogan. This is a quote here. Oh, yeah. This is my favorite. Is that yeah, he's immediately like, well, it was Hogan's fault. And I was like, no, it's your fault. You could have just been like, no. Yeah, I run this place. No. Yeah. Wilson never wanted to take the job, uh, but his I think uh, his karate instructor friend um, told him that. Um, oh, no. Yeah. Like people said, like, don't do this. It will destroy your career. Um, but he was like, it's too good of an opportunity. The other problem is, is Hulk Hogan then tried to push him like the warrior was pushed in that he went on to beat everybody, but not in the same way. It, no, he beat Arn Anderson pretty fast, but it, no, he beat him in 15 minutes. Oh, yeah, he was like wrestling matches against people who, by the way, are like, all right. So the ultimate warrior comes in and the ultimate warrior murders everybody for two years and then murders the honky tonk man and basically doesn't have a competitive match until like Rick Rude. I mean, I'm probably wrong on that. I'm just going off the top of Hercules. Hercules Hernandez is the first time I remember having him, him having a competitive match was Hercules Hernandez. Yeah, years into his career, whereas the Renegades like, okay, Renegades here in March. By June, he beats Arn Anderson in 15 minutes. And if you're a new WCW fan who doesn't know anything about wrestling, Arn Anderson's like, why is he taking 15 minutes to beat up the gardener? Yeah, like this guy's super muscly. Why is he taking 15 minutes to beat up your uh, like every dad who woke up from a nap? God damn it. What's with the noise on a Saturday? <laughs> Arn Anderson at one point, if he would have been in the WWF, 100% would have come out in just an open uh, in an open bathrobe and his he would not have had music. It would have just been like an alarm clock going on and then to where Jesus Christ he uh, yeah. stumbles. He puts his coffee mug on the ring steps. It just beats the shit out of someone. His only, <laughs> his only moves are uppercuts and, he, and yeah, he's yeah. naked. He's also full <laughs> naked. Yeah, the match has to resolve quickly because he has to take his morning shit. Yeah. <laughs> now we got a fucking... Arn Anderson loses. Why? He counted out. He took. He went to take a shit. And then all his promos are just about how he smokes cigars on Saturdays because the wife won't find out. Gives yeah. you a day to have the smoke come off your clothes. Aren't you going to yeah. talk about wrestling Billy Gunn? I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Here are some highways to take to get to the arena <laughs> smoother. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you guys seem hungry. Do you want to know places that serve food in weird at weird times? If I ever told you about the time <laughs> Dylan watched a Canadian comedian eat pie with a credit with a uh, credit with a card, with a credit card. <laughs> he got pie. And he's like, my wife doesn't want me to do this. And then he cut it up like it was cocaine and fucking. <laughs> with a credit card. I mean, I was I'm not going to judge. I would have eaten it with my hands. I don't know why you use the credit card instead of your hands, to be fair. It was a fork because he was driving. Mm, there's there's a line somewhere, I guess. You don't just fucking eat the pie, I suppose. We should uh, take a break because you need to literally check on something you're cooking, no? Yeah, I do. All right, so you do that, and then we'll come back and talk more about Arn Anderson in a bathrobe instead of the Renegade. Bum, bum, bum. I mean, the idea of Arn Anderson coming out in a bathrobe was the missed opportunity <laughs> of the 90s. I mean, Double or Nothing was very exciting, even though it was a bit of a mess. And I'll tell you what would have made that pay-per-view so much better. 
just in the middle of the Cody match against a go-go, just Aaron Anderson coming through the crowd in the bathroom. <laughs> just with Morningwood. Like, That's the other thing. He has to have Morningwood because this man just got up and he is not lacking for blood flow. Uh, don't ignore that, first of all. Ignore that. <laughs> Get your mind out of the gutter. He just woke up, for Christ's sakes. His manager is his wife yelling from the bed. <laughs> yeah. Just, his man, just Are you ask, done yet? <laughs> yeah. Are you done yet, Arthur? His long Arnold, Arnold. 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 Are you, Arnold, have you gone to the market? You mean the grocery store, Bev? You Put call it the goddamn pants on people. if you're going to be fighting those boys, Arnold. You shut all oh, now, and then he wins so fast. <laughs> That's when he injures the other wrestlers. He just hurts. He just hurts. Now you're my cock. wife. Now you're my wife. Now you're my wife. <laughs> and you're my wife. You're my wife. All right. Now go check on what you have cooking, literally, and we'll be back with more on the Renegade. Ba, 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 ba. Dylan Gott, what's happening with you? Wow, I'm Dylan Gott. I'm a father now. He's broken and divorced. We both need money. Yeah, we for doctors and for prostitutes. Dylan, uh, formula and prostitutes. Yeah, and doctors. How good I was at sex, because that's how doctors <laughs> Yeah, work. with those prostitutes. Patreon.com backslash wrestler review. Five bucks gets you access to exclusive episodes. More than that, better things. But five bucks is the base, motherfuckers. Yeah. If you don't like that... Rate, subscribe, and review. It helps us out, too. Five stars is the only thing that helps. Less than five stars makes us seem like we're bad for some reason because the world is weird now. Also, if you have some... There's a lot of people that feel we're too political for a rest. Delicious. Oh, I just had some almonds, and Dylan had a full jack. Mm-mm-mm. I watched him. He kept the camera above, so it was just facial expressions, which is how I like my JOI videos. Most people want a hot lady to tell them how to jerk off. I like what it's called the mirror version of a JOI video, which is just a video of your friends jacking off, but you only see like one part of their face. Yeah, where you go, it's going good, man. You're really pulling that thing good. Yeah. Hey, man, keep keep at it. You're having fun. Keep eating off. All right, so I was saying this, but this is Eric Bischoff blaming the angle on Hulk Hogan, the entire renegade angle. But let's not to avoid, uh, to avoid the elephant in the room. That was very much a Hulk Hogan-influenced decision. And looking back on it now, I understand what Hulk was trying to do. He was trying to recreate some of the success he had experienced when he was in the WWF. I get it. His view on his his view and his take and his perception on characters and what would work and what couldn't work was highly influenced by the things that had success in the w, success in the WWF. Uh, he was in the WWF previously. Pardon me. Uh, pardon me. I understand that. So. I, do, I just don't get where it's like, how, what lack of creative do you have where you're like, let's try the Ultimate Warrior? Because I think the Renegade is a good name, is the other thing. The other thing is, you can do an Ultimate Warrior ripoff the way they were doing it. The problem actually with the Renegade and why it's sort of sad isn't that they did this. There's tons of ripoffs. Like, for, like Triple H's entire career is he's basically ripping off another guy. Kenny, like, he does it, he rips off a bunch of guys. Yeah. Exactly. Triple H is literally Triple H, the game character, is essentially what he's become as Lemmy Kilmeister, Arn Anderson, Harley Race guy. Yeah. And Ric Flair. He just put all the things he likes. Oh, and he has some barbarian. So it's like all the things he liked when he was 13. We've talked about this. And Triple H is Triple H is a is a LARPer. It's just he worked out. And much like Jim Ross in a weird way, there's these guys who are like wrestling fans are like okay with being nerds now. Yeah, Triple H and Jim Ross are holding hands, yelling, "You're not supposed to be okay with it. You're supposed to change who you are." 
Yeah, you're not a nerd. Then we're well, this is how nerds become athletes. We're athletes. Like Jim Ross, yeah. the reason why Jim Ross always talks about how he ran the WWE like a football coach is because he wants to be the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners. Yeah, his dream is to be a, a yeah actual yeah. respected athlete. Yeah, that's why. I mean, I I I listen to both Jim Ross's audiobooks in like two weeks, and it's like yeah, that guy. The the big one of the biggest scars on that man's professional life is definitely the XFL, where it's like. He got his chance and he did a good job at being a football announcer. It's just that it was Vince McMahon's weird football league and what should have just been like what the XFL is going to be with the rock where it's just a bunch of like fun rules. There's nine footballs on the field now. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean, um, but he for an entire there. for an entire Saturday, it's just the rock walking around the football field telling you about stuff he's done. <laughs> well, they're throwing cod out into the crowd because the rock wants everyone to have a solid diet. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, The Rock has just taken the microphone and instead of singing the national anthem, is just letting people know that melon with a touch of cottage cheese is an absolute fun treat. <laughs> but anyway, whatever we were fucking talking about here, uh, the Gade um, comes in. His manager's Jimmy Hart. Jimmy Hart does ninety eight percent of the talking, and then the Renegade goes, "Yeah, yeah, I, 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 I." And he's is doing is also, a bad Ultimate Warrior too. Like he's this is the thing is all he bad. basically needed to not do is not have the if they didn't give him face paint and they just didn't have him go ah you could make an argument it was not an Ultimate Warrior ripoff. Yeah. Well, also like he is completely helped. Is it kind of you know what the weird lead is? Well, but I mean, here's the real problem: you're beating around the fucking bush, Dylan. Stop beating around my bush. Mm. I want you to just Where go sit sit in my bush. Is basically this is his push. He shows up at uncensored. Hulk Hogan says the world the word ultimate forty times. Fucks Rick Wilson's wife. Rick Wilson then goes on TV. <laughs> he beats all of the bitter, angry people. Basically, Paul Orndorff and Arn Anderson have to job to him, so that means he's just made enemies in the locker room because Paul Orndorff and Arn Anderson are both assholes and so be respected. Like, so respected assholes. Still, like yeah, like Paul Orndorff apparently left his Hall of Fame. <laughs> trophy uh trophy in the hotel because he didn't like the quality of wood that's what kind of prick we're dealing with here but you can also tell how green someone is by the fact that essentially he's his first two feuds are with wrestling trainers yeah his first two feuds are with guys that literally were like oh who was wrestling on saturday night uh oh it was ju- just arn anderson for an hour and no one noticed i'm gonna do the entire event exactly by myself like yeah yeah, it was pretty much just he does absolutely everything. By I got himself. news for you. Everyone remembers loving the Brain Busters. What it is is you love Arn Anderson, and then there was another guy there to remind you how much you love Arn Anderson because you you're like, when I hate Tully Blanchard. I hate I hate Tully Blanchard. He was the worst part about Stadium Stampede. Just a just an old stringy armed loser. I do like the fact that he just showed up to help his friends fight, and he didn't help at all. Yeah, of course, because it's Tully. Really fast. Yeah. Really good stuff. And by the way, while they were beating him up, he. Oh, you think you think you're tough? You think you're tough? You think you're tough? Like Tully's annoying. But also, like to get back on topic with the with the Renegade, I'm just thinking about how much. Like you're like, okay, Hulk Hogan does run WCW, but does he run it this much that now one of the most respected, two of the most respected wrestlers in the locker room have to lose to this fucking guy? Well, the thing with it is, is that I think that. That's why it lasts for a bit, and then Hogan starts getting bored. Because the thing is, is also around September, I think, is when Hogan leaves or when Hogan comes back. 
Well, September is when they start doing Nitro. September is when they start doing Nitro, and that's when they pivot to more serious um, sort of things. He's the last straw. Like, very, very obviously, the Renegade is, okay, we're we're done with this now. Do you know what I mean? Where it's like, we're going to do some, we're actually going to do stuff now. We can't just completely rip off every yeah. WWE. Because it was like, they'd already done The Boss by this time, with obviously bringing in Ray Trailer. Um, oh, yeah. The Shark, Avalanche. Like, this is like first version, and then they were like 96. The start of 90, 95 and 96, they're like, okay, well, maybe we should like change their characters but just a bit so people still know who they are from WWF. And then they come up with like, well, let's just do a full on WWF invasion. I mean, yeah, the sad thing about the about wrestling is this. Since the territories, you have to acknowledge the WWE. You're always going to be against the WWE. They're always the number one. They won. Yeah, they're Coke. And you you just got to be Pepsi. Or they meant like cocaine. So you just got to be. <laughs> you just got to be snorting them. You know what I mean? You got to be wet. But as I was saying before, uh, a bit before, they. He doesn't even, the Renegade doesn't even, it isn't like Hulk Hogan's like, here he is. And then he beats everybody up on his own. Yeah. And Hulk Hogan just introduces him. It's literally like Jimmy Hart is with him and does all his talking. Hulk Hogan does all his talking, which is like, of course, these guys are way better and way more charismatic than the Renegade. But at some point, you need to have your own individual. And they didn't even do a thing like if they wanted to keep the push going, what they could have done is had renegade join like the the horseman or join the dungeon of doom Oof. that would have been bad join but, the dungeon of doom would have been good because it's just like i was your guy and then now i'm evil i have yeah like powers. that's all they could have done but they because the thing is is basically everyone i guarantee what it was is kevin sullivan became also the booker again at this time i i I will uh, tell you what uh, we got to get is what Kevin Smith, Kevin Sullivan said. Kevin Sullivan looked at Chris Benoit and went, do you want to do the plan to him? And Chris went, Nancy. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's true, though, right? Benoit's yeah, yeah, yeah. Still alive. He's on an island with Tupac. Yeah. Benoit. Benoit. Okay. Let me check out this conspiracy theory. Benoit plus <laughs> Epstein okay. equals Vince McMahon. Ooh. Minus. Mabel. I always like those numberology guys. Get this. Get this. Renegade. Renegade. That's number eight. That's number oh, eight. Oh, yeah. Number eight. Those guys are like three. Three. What else is three? Me. Three. Three years old. Yeah. Can I, am I three years old? Wah, wah. Yes, I am. I'm a baby again. It just. Yeah. Hold, Holy Trinity. Holy Trinity. Who else is named Trinity? That woman from the Matrix saw her on an airplane. Air Canada. What does Canada have? Justin Trudeau. His dad. Fidel Castro. I want a Cuban beer. <laughs> So the Gade beats Mr. Wonderful in consecutive. The Gade. Oh, I hate that so much. The Gade, the Gade beats uh, Mr. Wonderful in consecutive. Months if anyone is listening champions. to this, please do me a favor and just tweet at Dylan. I don't like the Gade. I love the Gade. Bash at the Beach, Clash of the Champions. This man. Oh, how WCW months. is this? Where is he? And what and what is he doing in all those matches? He is wrestling for that sweet, sweet TV title, baby. The TV title was the greatest. Like, such a good things happen with that. Obviously, the Booker T. Benoit, best of seven. Yeah. But then such weird, shitty things were associated with the TV title. Like, how many reigns Alex Wright has with the TV title? Where they were like, hear me out. Let's try Alex Wright again. Yeah. Hear me out. I got two words for you. Vince. Russo, two more words. 
owns a one more word dog and that dog is the tv champion <laughs> i do like the idea of, i forgot about alex Wright. how i was like all right here's this alex Wright. he's a baby face why he has fun dancing oh he's turning heel what how about he thinks he's really good at dancing now okay yeah Should we mentioned that he's from germany no I think just him being really good at dancing is good. By the way, he's coming back and his name will be Berlin and his bodyguard named The Wall. And also it's Berlin with a Y because fucking it's the 90s. Speaking of, by the way, that led to one of the greatest off color weird promos ever, which is the director fucked up and there was a planned thing where they were in an outdoor space for Nitro. And Hulk Hogan was facing the wall in a match at the end of the show. And the wall is supposed to show up like next to the WCW logo and Hulk Hogan yells, it's the wall, but they forgot to pan. So just in the middle of the promo, Hulk Hogan just yells wall. Wall. <laughs> like he's literally just, oh, let me tell you the wall. And then, oh, it's great. <laughs> it's like he's being hit by a wall, which doesn't move. I like that. Yeah. It's so fucking insane. Now here's the crazy thing. What's crazy by the thing? end of 95. Um, Who does he lose the TV title to? Who does he lose the TV title to? Diamond Dallas Orndor- Page teaches him to do yoga, and then he sucks his own dick, and he he's on all fours, and then Diamond Dallas Page pins him. That's how we won. This is before the Diamond Cutter. Diamond Dallas Page yeah beats him with a um, inverted downward dog suck your own dick move, mm-hmm. and then um, he pins him, and then Renegade goes uh, worth the trade, <laughs> and then they laugh. Uh, Eric Bischoff basically like it was a whole bad idea. I'm not blaming Rick, and then goes on to blame Hulk Hogan and kind of blame Rick. Yeah, the Ren- oh, by the way, the NWO was Eric Bischoff's idea. Literally everything else bad with WCW, right down to even his own uh, promos, uh, were someone else's fault. Yeah. That was if Eric Bischoff ever cheated on his wife, that would be because of this woman. Well, he, he, can't, ki- he can't cheat on his wife because he's polyamorous, bro. I mean, if there's one guy who you would think is Paul Eric Bischoff, the, sure the rumors that Eric Bischoff and Diamond Dallas Page were swingers and they would fuck each other's wives make me happy on a fucking chemical level. Imagining disgusting Eric Bischoff with wonderful Kimberly Page <laughs> makes great makes twelve year old. Well, here's the thing that's so scary is that um, Hulk or Eric Bischoff's had silver hair since he was in his twenties, which means his pubes are probably silver too. Which means for a long time in the 90s, black hair on top, gray hair on the bottom. Here's That's what, what Kimberly think. saw. Kimberly saw that. That First of all, Kimberly saw a man dressed completely in a karate gi come into the bedroom. Because you know he... Pre, you know foreplay is conducted in he a gi. He just watches... He, first of all, there's no way he wears the pants. He just wears the top half. Of course. That's when I wear With a gi for sex. Swinging around, you know? Yeah, he goes, uh, this is my flesh belt. Also, if you don't think that Eric Bischoff was on the forefront of shaving your genitals, <laughs> no. then you're an idiot. There's, Eric Bischoff's been shaving his pubes ever since he got them. He was just like, nope, bye-bye. He says bye-bye sh- every time. He shaved the Turner logo into his pubic mound? Yeah. Yeah, that's how he was like, hey, do you like the idea of us going one-on-one against Vince McMahon on Mondays? And then he was like, Ted, do I? And then he showed him, yes. The Turner logo. Yeah, the Turner logo. That's so good. Uh, I like, by the way, that Arn Anderson, uh, once you get the whole story about the renegade and find out the guy was brought in uh, under the illusion he was going to be the ultimate warrior with the promises made, all the things he was told, and then everything caved in on him. He just had to be himself. He wasn't ready for that spot. He was very green. It was just a cavalcade of... Um, misdirections and stumbled steps and just a bad idea, I think. I mean, like, 
Never once do you say he's a nice guy. You're basically like, he was told a bunch of stuff and he couldn't handle it because he was weak. And it's like, what the fuck? Well, it does suck coming. You're going to be the ultimate warrior getting a super push. Uh, he beat Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like, he beat Stunning Steve Austin, sorry. One of his first matches. Yeah. Crushed him. So, like, you're going to get... If I, thank God, thank God for Stone Cold dead. Steve Austin. Vince McMahon never found out about the Renegade because if the Renegade, if he knew that the Renegade could beat Stone Cold that easily, he would have brought him in. <laughs> he would have during their feud. No problem. He would have won King of the Ring. The Renegade would have. Oh my God! What's crazy is everyone's like, but man, WCW is so crazy that they did this. I got fucking news for you. There is no fucking way that Vince McMahon wouldn't have done this. Also, if Vince McMahon had thought of this. He would have done this. Yeah, because it's fake diesel and fake razor, obviously. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, this is this, if actually anything, this is a better version of fake diesel and fake razor remote. That is true. No, totally. I mean, what would they have called diesel? Just like gasoline. Yeah. Gasoline and sharp Carl. Yeah. Um, now let's run through uh, the Renegades 96. He loses to DDP. Hmm. He loses to Arn Anderson. He loses at World off. War III. Go ahead. Everyone gets their win back. That's what happens. Every job to Paul Orndorf. Paul Orndorf beats him up and then I'm sure makes sh- just takes a bunch of his clothes too. And he's like, that's because I lost to you, you little cunt. Hey, let me tell now you, I my wife shirts. needs some new clothes. Give me your shirt. Wait, what? Ha, ha. Yeah, ha, 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 prank. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> I prank. miss you. Ah, uh, Mr. Wonderful, I uh, I just did diarrhea in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> How about this, huh? A little cream in your puffy. That's just a spoiler. That's my cum. I have a- uh, yeah, yeah, Mr. Wonderful. Did I ever tell you about how I cut Adonis's brake lines? How about this? How about you can't have vegetables for a year and you got to get diverticulitis? Ha, ha, ha. That's a prank, but... Uh, hey, Mr. Wonderful here. How you doing, me, Paul Orndorff? Let me tell you. One time, I was in Kansas City, and I just rigged up a, I rigged up a harness for Owen Hart. One thing led to another, and he died, and I was happy. <laughs> um, you see that Oklahoma City building? <laughs> <laughs> you know, nine eleven. That was kids. that was me. Actually, I always felt New York was a bit up itself. Yeah, I was. Oh, sorry, I was a ribbon the JYD, and bottom line, <laughs> the Pentagon's been crashed into now. Just yeah. a rib on the JYD. <laughs> you ever rib the JYD? Let me tell you, one thing led to another. Him and his wife are dead. I ribbed him. <laughs> Big rib on this college girl. I have an alias, Ted Bundy. Mr. Bundy. Uh, yeah. Here's something you need to know about Mr. Wonderful there. Uh, yeah, you see the dark side of the ring about the Grizzly Smith family? Everything Grizzly did was my idea. <laughs> that was my big rib. Yeah, yeah. I needed to get Mean Gene a birthday present. Uh <laughs> So yeah, and then he starts. The he then also starts tagging a bunch with a guy named Joe Gomez, where you're just That's like Joe Gomez. Joe Gomez, you don't. Joe Gomez doesn't even know where he's supposed to be fake from because he's always in the ring when introductions are being made. I will say and this: then, I watched some and Renegade that, squash matches, and he does get some offense. It's just also when the Renegade was around originally, he was like all his moves were like the Ultimate Warrior, but a bit better like his finishing move was a top rope splash instead of just a standing splash and then he just reverts to exactly doing the ultimate warriors move set but his new gear is like it's just like a like it, he just kind of looks like um he looks like conan the barbarian but with less budget the one thing i will say though is better wrestler than the ultimate warrior which is so funny no, like not the charisma though. Like he's he doesn't have the charisma, he gets but he actually he yeah. is way better at as being an actual wrestler. 
yeah, the nuts and bolts of wrestling. It's just he's super dull. But also, he hasn't learned how to wrestle at all. Like he was a no. he was a part time wrestler who did one tour and then was brought in to be the Ultimate Warrior, and then everyone hated him. Like it must have been like it must have been a weird like going to a new school feeling where the teacher just comes up in front of the class and is like, everybody has to like this person, and then they just fucking hated him. But also, it's like old carnies, so it's the worst. Yeah, it's also this interesting thing. I find like the renegade. I was like doing the research and thinking about it because it was one of those things where we had to. We do have to pad a little bit to talk about the renegade, but the renegade is sort of this weird. It's that like is this weird thing of like he gets like oh and then the w and then WCW did renegade and that was like such a crazy bad time for them, but it was like they also didn't. They could have just taken him off TV after that push and trained him a little better and given him some confidence. Instead, it was this sort of weird thing of it like ah this guy from Florida who. uh Eventually, he's going to get a computer in his back, thinks you're all right. So, uh, well, that's the other thing about the old gate is that um, he signed originally for two years and $150,000 a year. And we're going to talk about what he was like in 1998, which means that they rehired him. Yeah, they, he was there for four or five years. Like he was. Yeah, he went down with it. They kept the renegade on salary. They were like, you know what? Your time here is at an end, Sean Waltman. But the Gade, he gets your money. Here's what Sorry, I want to say. If you ever want to know why millennials are upset is because in the 90s, if you were in the workforce in most industries, there was like a two-year period where you just made over six figures just because you were hanging out for a bit. <laughs> like I got real drunk at an office party. Give him $25,000 bonus. Some guy, uh, some guy just told us that we should put radio on the internet. I just gave that guy $900,000. I was about to do the same thing. <laughs> so, yeah, the Renegade loses to a cavalcade of people. Even gets another ch chance at the world's TV title with Booker T. And you're right. They totally could have retooled him if they wanted to. He wasn't really that distinctive looking either. Like, you could have totally just taken him uh, off television because he already had a face. He already had face paint. So you could take him off right and just be like, shave his head. And to me also, when I look at him, like he doesn't look like the, he had the same kind of hair, I guess, as the warrior, but more so it's like, he kind of looks like much drier, much drier, much drier hair. Yes. Much drier hair, much drier hair. Also the makeup. I never, I thought the makeup was the worst part. He looked, the thing that was hokey about him the most was he had that R just on his yeah, face. The R was like, bad. Come on, bro. <laughs> the art was really bad well the year is 1998 and what are they using the renegade for in 1998 dylan two things they finally bring in the ultimate snorier <laughs> oh you got got you got got you got got he got got dig him up because he hasn't been cremated he just was burned you know what i mean <laughs> i did get that yeah thanks man they bring in the Ultimate Warrior and they use the Renegades as a stunt double. And the Ultimate Warrior also, what does he do? Openly is hostile towards the Renegade because yeah, he yeah, stole yeah. his gimmick. Uh, his mind, he stole his gimmick, not just like Hulk Hogan was like, you be this. And the guy was like, thank you so much for the money. I don't have to be, I don't have to work three jobs now. Yeah. I don't have to now be a male stripper. I can do something that is both not as and yet somehow much more demeaning all at the same time. <laughs> Guaranteed it's more demeaning. You think any. Mm, I'm sure there are every single job has its politics, but I can't imagine the politics of stripping being as bad as wrestling. Absolutely. I guarantee in uh, a green room of a, of a strip club, you don't have to shake everyone's hand. No one's like, I want top billing or maybe they are. They probably are. 
Yeah, they're, someone's probably like, uh, and give me that fucking comb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But he's a stunt double for the Ultimate Warrior, and then he uh, closes the trap door wrong on purpose and hurts Davy Boy Smith. That's not true, but it could have been. I love it. I wish I was <laughs> Davy Boy Smith. I'm so happy that's how Davy Boy Smith essentially Davy's Boy's death started because Jim Helwig couldn't just run to the ring quickly. Like, do you think about it? this is how crazy the competition between the WWF and WCW, WWF and WCW was? Is that they were like, we got to bring the Ultimate Warrior in, we got to convince these kids he has superpowers. That's the only way we're going to beat Vince McMahon's ratings on Monday night. It's Ultimate Warrior in some ways the best wrestler ever, though, because how much money did this guy make? What? How much did he make in '98? He made more than the $2.5 million that was yeah. rumored. So he waits three years, and then he just makes that money anyway. Also, when he asked for two point five in 96, he came into the WWF and also was like in I, – I read or I heard somewhere he was offered like a four-year deal in 1997, the Ultimate Warrior was, for seven fifty a year, and he turned it down because he's like, I don't want to do the dates in WWF. Fuck, that's amazing. Can you imagine the Ultimate – like they would have had to buy him out. Oh, yeah. If they couldn't afford fucking Brett's salary, imagine. And I got news for you. If you thought the Montreal Screwjob was weird with Bret Hart, imagine if they had to do the Montreal Screwjob with the Ultimate Warrior. It would have been just Shawn Michaels, which would have just been given a handgun and just shot Jim Helwig in the ring. <laughs> no. Jim Helwig <laughs> would have not spelled out WCW. He would just want to in the hand sign of a swastika. And he'd be yeah, like, yeah, yeah. going to the Nazi party? And he's like, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Nazi's good. I wrote a movie. It's called American History X, and they added an ending to it. I hated. It was just the basketball scene. I watched the first part of a of the American History X movie. That's all I needed to see. It was very good. I don't believe in <laughs> racism. I just felt that those gentlemen were being a bit loud on a suburban street, and you have to deal <laughs> with that kind of stuff accordingly. This is the biggest surprise I thought about Rich Wilson, the um, renegade. Is uh, I thought he passed away. Much later in life, but he passed away 33, 1999. Yeah. Essentially, he was released and didn't handle the tossy-turvy weird mind games of the wrestling business as no one could because he was... Never forget this. He was not... He had been in like a very warm and welcoming industry comparatively. Male stripping. That's crazy. And also Uh, indies where everyone's like, hey, we're doing this together. Yeah. Hey, man, don't worry. Also, I don't, I don't know what it's like, but it's like when you're starting out doing stand-up, at least, everyone's just so excited to do anything, and then it eventually like warps into you have expectations and all this, like anything would. But when you have more you know, time into it, and uh, it just seems like he was like, he skipped like nine steps in going to WCW. He was probably like, mm, that guy's doing a barnyard show. I wanted to get on the barnyard show, and then it's... You know, and then it's like uh, Mark Marrow backstage being like, yeah, you don't do a wrist lock. I'm the wrist lock guy. All right. So get your fucking shit and get the fuck out. You know? Yeah. It, no, but it's not even Mark Marrow. It's Paul Orndorff. Arn Ander- Ric Flair was like openly hostile to this guy. Like Ric Flair mocks this guy who, by the way, dead when Ric Flair writes mm. that book. Mocks being like, this guy was shit. And then Arn had to lose to him. And it's like, well, they Richard. wanted Rick to lose to him. Arnie yes, they did. They talked down to like that. Let's not forget. Arnie, like Rick Flair's just done jobs for a year in getting Hulk Hogan into WCW. And then they literally go and they're like, hey, Rick Flair, can you lose to this guy 
who probably is like, hello, sir, I've watched you on TV. And Ric Flair is like, fuck this guy. How many flight attendants has he sexually assaulted? All, yeah. Because it better be in list six if I'm losing to him. Does he have any racial diatribes on, I'm assuming, his answering machine, Hulk Hogan, yeah, also yeah, yeah. had them on there? No? Let me ask you this, Renegade. When you come home, is your wife shaking in fear? <laughs> you don't just shake those ropes. Shake the hearts of people who love you. That's how you'd really be a wrestler. Let me ask you this, Renegade. Have you ever seen the episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Dennis says, by implication, a lot? That's how Ric Flair lives his life, and that's how you live your life. That's right. That all, That show came out. 10 years after he died. 20 years, probably. Yeah. Yeah. No, Rick Wilson was dead. So in February 2nd of 1999, fresh from being released from WCW, he argues with his girlfriend and kills himself. It's one of the saddest things ever. And uh, I think it's the saddest thing ever. I mean, Larry, let's say this. It was sad that he died, but it's not as sad as like a bunch of kids buried under a school. As sad. No, (laughs) of course not. It's just brutal, but no, 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 no. What's brutal about this is basically that Eric Bischoff and Hulk Hogan brought a guy into wrestling, broke his mind. And then we're like, all right, head out back into America. Nothing that you can can hurt yourself without there. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah, you're, you're totally right. They break his mind, but 1999, I would, and this is, it's not, it sucks that he's not around for many reasons, because I don't want to just say this, but it does stink that we didn't get like a renegade shoot interview of like, oh, uh, do you know how over the renegade would have been in Shikara? Yes, that's true. And also just like him having stories of like, yeah, and then Terry Taylor filled my gas tank with not just sugar, but also dog shit. Yeah, I'll never forget when uh, um both Paul Roma and then just a bunch of cops came to my house and demanded to smell my mom's underwear. <laughs> Ice Train not only finished my beer, he made me eat the glass. Even Ice Train was mean to me. Ice Train was, if anything, the worst one. It, he probably just like hung out with the guy who was Roadblock or something. That's so funny. Yeah, his best friend at the business was just Roadblock. <laughs> he never took that sash off no matter what. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. his gimmick. He would just stand in the middle of the road for hours. Do you know how many times that guy almost died in traffic? <laughs> John, what's the best thing about the Renegade? It shows how insanely egotistical Hulk Hogan. Uh, Hulk Hogan mm-hmm. essentially caused a man's suicide so he could he could get a victory back in the fake world of pro wrestling. I mean, I don't think it's, I think it shows the lack of creativity of Hulk Hogan that he's like, let's just do the warrior again. Like it's What's crazy even crazier how creative that is. He didn't learn this lesson because the next thing he does is bring Roddy Piper in so he can beat Roddy Piper. But he actually got Roddy Piper. He didn't bring in like Toddy Diaper. <laughs> yeah, but that's because he got Roddy Piper. I guarantee yeah. Roddy Piper just likes making money and doesn't want to be around his family more than the ultimate warrior. And also like these guys were getting like $3 million a year to wrestle. But that also gave way to Roddy Piper's reality check character, which is one of the most cringy fucking things. Anyway, uh, what's the worst? What do you thing mean? What, you Renegade? didn't enjoy when he had a T-shirt that had a check mark on it, and he kept or, pointing at it, and going, "I'm the reality check mate." <laughs> oh yeah, and then what? What? It, old school's cool. That one terrifying. Oh, so good. 1990. It was real bad. Anyway, um, what's the worst thing about the Renegade? The fact that he's dead. I was gonna say that, but you took a while to say it. 
Mm, yeah, so, so happy. I'm gonna say his his move set. <laughs> I'm gonna say his face paint. How about that? <laughs> yeah, not that. Uh, not that a man took his own life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's it's just jolly japes. <laughs> so that's it. That's our fucking story on the piece of shit motherfucking renegade. You know who we're gonna do next week, John? I just decided. No, who? Ole Anderson. Yeah, the Rock. Yeah. Ole Anderson. Yeah, we're gonna do Ole Anderson. Do you think that the, is Ole Anderson still alive? He is. He did a shoot interview that the guy asked him questions that are like, oh, how was your way here today? And he's like, why are you getting up my ass, you little cunt? So yeah, he did. Yeah, I don't even fucking want to know. He gets so angry at this guy just trying to read questions off a notepad. It's fantastic. I'm literally just brought up a Ole Anderson and Ricky Morton shoot interview. This is going to be so crazy. <laughs> Ole Anderson is next week. Now it's time to say all the things that make us a bit of money off of this. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Twitter and Instagram at Wrestler Review. Fucking Facebook, the Wrestler Review Podcast. Fucking I'm Dylan Gott on all social medias at Dylan Gott, Twitter, Instagram, even TikTok. I post old stand up clips from when we could talk in front of people. John's on things as at the John Hastings. The John Hastings, no, John Hastings Comedy on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash John Hastings Comedy. If you guys want more of this fucking horse shit, bullshit, fuck, 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 patreon.com backslash wrestler review. That's patreon.com backslash wrestler review. If you don't want to fucking get any other bullshit, but you just want to support us a bit, redbubble.com backslash people backslash wrestler review for merchandise, t shirts, shirts. There's a dress. You can buy that. Yeah. Yeah, do that. Someone buy someone that dress. I'm now having the background the um, Ole Anderson, um, Ricky Morton shoot interview where Ricky Morton is interviewing Ole Anderson. Ole Anderson looks like he just got beaten up and has had surgery. Ricky Morton looks fine. Yeah. Ole Anderson looks like an angry raisin. We're going to have a lot of fun next week. Oh Thank my God, I can't so much wait. for listening, guys. Thanks so Suck much. my yes. ass. Thank you. Bye-bye. We love you. Mm.